Welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahomans, Oklahoma State football podcast. I am your host, Scott Wright, joined by my beat partner, Jacob Unruh. As always, the Cowboy Chronicles podcast is brought to you by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. All right, Jacob, let's uh, let's jump right into this. We got... uh, fun week an interesting week tcu coming to stillwater oklahoma state back on the home field this week that uh that hasn't been all that friendly at times but uh more on that later also some interesting news we're recording this on tuesday evening right after we talked to uh oklahoma state players uh the ncaa news uh that uh that they're working on uh putting things together to form a plan for how college athletes could be compensated for their name image and likeness Uh, that news broke earlier today and we got to talk to some of the players about that that was a lot of fun got to uh, relive some uh, of the good old days talking about uh, NCAA football from EA sports which was uh, which was entertaining so uh, good stuff we'll get all into all of that later Uh, one of the more interesting things that we got to visit with guys about and you're writing about this later in the week is the confidence that the defense is feeling right now. I know uh, you talked to a few guys, including Brock Martin, uh, about where they stand mentally right now. You know, it was interesting. Brock was a little more open about that than he is a lot of things. Yeah. Um, Said, you know, they got a lot of confidence right now. Guys can fly around, play freely uh, the way they were playing that fourth quarter, um, and it's something they can build off of. He, He really feels good about the way the defense is shaped up um he said particularly you know for the linebackers and the defensive backs the way they've been they, they were able to go and get those three interceptions and he said the confidence just continued to grow with each one yeah and uh, we uh, we saw this team start to take some steps forward and we thought that they had maybe reached this point after the kansas state game mm-hmm. then obviously they had two really difficult second half performances against Texas Tech and Baylor that you know did them in and made it feel like they had taken a couple of steps backwards so uh, where do you think this defense is right now is have they have they kind of gotten over the hump now or is this going to be a uh, one step forward uh, one or two steps back type of situation the rest of the way I'd, I'd like to say that they're, they're over the hump I think you kind of get the feeling that's what they feel like yeah. a little bit just from talking to people Tyler Lacey sounded confident Jim Knowles sounded confident Saturday. Mike Gundy yesterday sounded really happy with the defense right mm-hmm. now. You just kind of feel like there's a lot better feeling around the program right now with the defense and the way they've played. Gundy referenced they practiced better than they ever had last Sunday before Iowa State. They practiced the same way this Sunday before TCU. Mm-hmm. Um, he likes it. Um, the pass rush, I think, is one of the biggest things that's really developed to help them. Uh, Tyler Lacey came back, had an impact. Trace Ford had an impact. Brock Martin who's a warrior, according to Gundy, and is yeah. battling through all kinds of injuries. He's playing. He's having an impact. Um, Israel Antwine, all these options are coming out now and really rushing the quarterback. They had five quarterback hurries the other day, two sacks. Um, a day, you know, a week after having, what, four sacks yeah, uh, and more hurries. And they're, they're starting to really put pressure, and that's opened things up for the linebackers and defensive backs to go and make plays. Yeah, you know, Tyler Lacey was a guy that uh, obviously hadn't played since the Texas game. Came back and was on out there for the uh, for the start. Got involved right away. 
Trace Ford got his his first start. He was involved on the very first play, nearly had a sack there, set it up for uh, Israel Antoine to finish that one off. But um, those guys seem to have really developed, uh, in particular, uh, those freshmen, uh, Ford being a true freshman, Lacey being a redshirt freshman, uh, the value that they have brought with, uh, with their increased experience and understanding of their roles seems to have really helped out. And, and now you're seeing Knowles being able to get more comfortable in what he's calling, I think, the uh, different blitzes that he can, uh, can put together to bring at some of these guys and uh, and and where he can come from and all of those sorts of things. So that's really important for where these guys stand right now. Uh, Tyler Lacey was uh, was very uh, very excited about the confidence level of this defense right now, and and they they're at the point now they know that they've just got to go go out and prove it. I mean, this is a this is a TCU team that has they seem to be putting things together with Max Duggan at quarterback now kind of just uh, settling in and going with him and uh, obviously Jalen Rieger is uh, is one of the most talented athletes in this conference period and could do so many things when when he gets the ball Darius Anderson at running back this is going to be an offense that is going to uh, give them some fits if they allow them but you hope that that confidence and that middle edge is where they where they take advantage. Yeah, um, you know that middle edge right there. It, it's it's starting to really, like I said, come together. Um, Amon's played well there in the middle at linebacker. Obviously Malcolm. Um, you know those guys. I, I I was really impressed with the Antoine. Yeah. The more and more we get to it, what do you what do you think of the way he's played lately? He's he's come, he's definitely coming on. Uh, he's. It, you know, getting uh, you know that Texas game when he first debuted, you could tell that he wasn't quite in game shape, um, but he is uh, has settled in. He looks a lot more comfortable. He's definitely causing some uh, trouble for some people. And with Tyler Lacey back, now they can uh, uh, move him to that uh, to that other defensive tackle spot that sometimes gets shuffled out to the edge in those three man fronts. And now you got. A, 280-pound defensive end on on one side and a 295-pound defensive end on the other with a guy like, uh, whether it's Broughton Martin or or Mike Scott or uh, Trace Ford roaming around kind of as that uh, that, uh, that Leo spot that they call it, that that plays a linebacker or an edge rusher or whatever they might want to be. So uh, that really gives you a pretty potent defensive front. Uh, with some guys who can do a lot of different things. So that's important right now. The big thing will be maintaining their confidence because whether it's TCU or Kansas or West Virginia or Oklahoma, there are going to be moments when they give up big plays. It's just, it's just not, it's not, it's not avoidable. Yeah, no, they, they, they've been prone to that. They did a really good job this last weekend with the big plays. Um, But they're, they're prone to that and it's going to happen. But they need to do like they did early in the season. They gave a big play. They shook it off and were fine. Um, you know, it never really seemed like a huge concern when, you know, non-conference, obviously. Um, and Texas, they gave up some some big plays, but they seemed to keep battling back. Yeah. Um, and then they seemed to get away from that. The big plays really killed them. Uh, so I think if they can get that happy medium there uh, and, and really figure out what, you know, how to keep that confidence up, they're going to be just fine. Yep, Absolutely. All right. Well, we got uh, some of that other stuff we want to get to. We also want to remind you our next podcast will be our end of the week podcast when we have our mailbag segment. 
go ahead and jump in on that at Scott Wright OK on Twitter at Jacob Unruh on Twitter. Email is always open, so fire us some questions there. I know we already got some uh, some questions in the bank, and we like that feeling. So, uh, but uh, but we got plenty room for more. So jump in with yours, and uh, we will address them in our end of the week podcast when we uh, get around to the old mailbag segment, one of our favorite segments of the week. But uh, a couple more uh, topics to get to here on the Cowboy Chronicles. We'll take a really quick break. This is the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby's. We are back on the Cowboy Chronicles, presented by Zaxby's. I'm your host, Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh. Uh, now, I want to preface this next uh, this next uh, topic by saying, on Friday, or on Saturday, in Ames, I was uh, visiting with Chuba Hubbard. It was, just, it was just he and I. It was at the end of the media session uh, after a post-game when they were uh, getting ready to go jump on the bus and head to the airport. And I was working on a story that I wrote for Monday's paper, Monday, Tuesday's paper, Tuesday's paper on Braden Johnson and uh, the play that he made, his touchdown, the impact that he's begun to have here lately, seven catches in the last three games. He's actually third. I was I was shocked to realize he was third yeah. on the team in receiving yards and not that far behind Dylan Stoner uh, because of his big play ability. 22 yards of reception. Yes. It's ridiculous. It's pretty impressive. Um, but back to my story I was talking to Chuba and uh, I, I asked him about Braden we were talking about him and I, I'm just joking with with Chuba obviously knowing uh, that speed is such an important thing to him I said well Chuba if you tell me that somebody is fast I really believe it and he laughed and I said so who's faster you or Braden have y'all raced he said no no we haven't raced tonight Tuesday night the exact opposite was revealed to us they've raced they've raced Months ago, it yeah, wasn't like they just. It wasn't, like, just, back in, like, back in it wasn't like they just said, "Hey, Scott brought this up. Right. Let's race. Now, well, let me, Let's let me, go Monday here. Let me let me say <laughs> this. When I first heard the topic brought up, I thought, "Oh, I inspired this." <laughs> they, I asked on Saturday, Sunday afternoon, they went out on the turf and yeah. uh, and and ran a forty. But they no. settled it. No, no, no. Not this was back in the summer. So I, I will press this. This is how I find out. We're, we're talking to Chuba. Um, and another reporter brings up that Braden said they've raced and that they have split the race. They raced twice and they split it. And Chuba laughed uh, pretty hard, actually, um, <laughs> and and gave in and said, "Well, I'll just I'll just confirm what Braden told you," <laughs> and said he's really fast. Um, so I went over to Braden, who was still talking, fortunately, and I said, "Hey, what uh, Chuba's over there talking about? You guys race. So what's going on here?" Just simple question. What's going on here? Yeah. He laughed, uh-huh. and he spilled the beans. They raced in what June? Yes, uh, twice, two forty-yard dashes. Braden supposedly won the first one. Chuba won the second one, um, and they're leaving it at that. They yeah. didn't really get much else. No, um, they're both really fast. Um, we also asked him on the you know we'll talk about the NCAA stuff later, but we asked him. Someone asked what his what Braden Johnson's speed rating would be on NCAA <laughs> now if, they, if he got to have a game. He said ninety nine. And I said, well, what about Chuba? And he kind of thought about it and said, 99. Yeah. He's, he's not giving him any, any break there. They're no. both 99, which I believe is the highest. Yeah, I, yeah I, don't, I don't think you can get 100 on And it. so, um, you know, they're both fast. And it was a lighthearted, fun moment. 
It was. Um, it was good. I'm sorry that Chuba lied to you. I'm, yeah, I'm a little hurt. No, um, okay. It's not the Canadian way, I hear. It's not. But uh, here we are. Uh, that's okay. Um, you'll get to read about this later this week because I'm definitely going to write about this. <laughs> yeah. um, because it's funny and it's fun. Uh, and it's got a nice debate. Who's faster, Braden or Chuba? Now, they, uh, Braden was asked if, uh, if he was interested in getting out on the track and running the uh, the 100 meter, which was obviously Chuba's uh, race of choice when he was competing uh, in track and field. Um, Braden did not back down, but I really like Chuba in that one. Yeah, I do too. Um, Braden pulled up. Braden brought up the idea like it's not the time to do it. Right. Because yeah. he doesn't want to pull a hamstring not right now or something. Yeah. I get it. Um, but what about after the bowl game? Right. What do we got to do to make this happen? Exactly. Um, we can video it. We can yeah. do it. We can do all kinds of stuff. We can blow this thing up. Oh, yeah. We, we got to pitch this because uh, a lot of people would watch this. Race of the century. Yes. It would be way more entertaining. Nothing against uh, against Justice and Dax Hill. It would be way more entertaining to watch these two guys race. Yes. I would, I would be all fired up for it. Uh, but let's get back to football now after that. That was uh, that was a lot of fun chatting with, uh, with the guys about that, even though Chuba didn't want to. Uh, maybe it was the fact that he lost one of them. Yeah, maybe Chuba's embarrassed maybe about that. Maybe he's a little uh, having, having a hard time accepting that. There'll be a rematch. They will rematch. I, I, bet, I bet there will be. Um, but Braden Johnson, like I uh, briefly mentioned, to – Click on there and see that he was third on the team in receiving yards. He's one of, uh, I believe they've got six guys now with at least ten catches. He and Jelani Woods uh, joined that group um, hey, Jelani. over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Side note, how about the uh, the long pass down the middle of the field to Jelani Woods? I, I called it a double rainbow on, on, <laughs> on Twitter. That's exactly what it felt like. It, it, uh, it that's like the old Jason Witten route right there. I've yes. seen Jason Witten run that route so many times on Sundays with the Dallas Cowboys. It just that's exactly what it looked like to me. Just a nice seam route, great pass, catches it, takes maybe a hit or two, gets some yards. There we are. Yeah, it was routine. But we're seeing, you know, at at Texas Tech, it was it was Jordan McRae. Uh against Baylor. It was Jelani Woods. Uh, it's been uh, it's been Braden Johnson here in uh, in spurts at times. Like I said, he's got seven of his ten catches have come in the last three games. But we're seeing them start to find ways to get other guys involved more. And here's the funny thing about this: I tried to bring this up early in the season to Gundy, <laughs> and I got shot down hard. Yeah, like because what was it Tulsa? They had I think what four receivers catch a pass, mm-hmm. and and I thought this is this is bizarre this offense spreads the ball around that's what they're supposed to do and they're not doing it and we kept asking like when is this going to start happening now they're starting to find ways to do it yeah um and it's not your the guys you expect either like dylan stoner's not getting the ball much no he's slipped off here lately uh lana wolf's getting barely getting the ball at all right um and he's reliable uh, now i feel he got targeted the other day and almost got picked mm-hmm. when it happened uh spencer almost threw an interception he threw a bad bad decision on that one got away with it um, that that was the Iowa that was the one the Iowa State defender dropped right mm, yeah I believe so um, but you know so you're starting to see these guys Jordan McRae I mean CJ Moore early in the year uh, Braden Johnson you know Tylen Wallace obviously still getting his too it's just the, all of a sudden you're starting to see this really kind of come together 
uh, the way Sean Gleason and Mike Gunny envision it when they're putting this offense together. Yep. It really is. Uh, it feels like they're starting to understand Spencer Sanders better. Spencer is understanding the offense better. And it's all, uh, it's all kind of coming together at the right time to, uh, to be a really positive thing for them and, uh, and everybody involved to try to keep defenses balanced and keep them honest, make sure that they're not loading up on, uh, on one guy or, uh, or uh, one, one receiver and, uh, and the running game too much. And so finding ways to, uh, to get involved there. Now, the screen game that was so successful against uh, Iowa State, I got the impression in talking to Gundy that that won't be such a, uh, such a good option against TCU because they, uh, they like the press coverage a little bit more, and that could make the, the wide receiver screen game a little bit more difficult. Now, it could also lead to some additional one-on-one opportunities for Tylen Wallace, which is always a good thing. So that'll be an interesting thing to watch. And uh, and TCU more of a uh, more of a four man front. I know Johnny Wilson. I talked to him tonight. He was very excited about that because so many teams have gone to that three man front that he is uh, he is snapping the ball with a nose guard breathing down it, down his neck pretty much. And to have a four man front where guys are, are shaded off of him or uh, or whatever it may be, he was pretty excited about that. We'll see what Oklahoma State can do uh, with that because they're obviously going to have to protect Spencer. They're going to have to create running lanes. But Gundy sounds uh, very high on the TCU defensive front. Yeah, he, he raved about them. Um, you know, and, and he raved about the whole defense. This is going to be the better defense as OSU's played in a while. Um, Iowa State's defense is good, too. Don't get me wrong. They played really well. Uh, and OSU second half was not very good offensively uh, by their standards. But... TCU's really, really going to push them. they got the best run defense that they've faced to, yeah. this, to the date, and that's going to be interesting to see how Chuba responds to that along with the offensive line. One, uh, one final stat. This is a little bit off topic, but, uh, but one of the uh, more interesting things to watch this week, and I've got this going in, uh, into Wednesday's paper, and it's already online by this, by this time already. Uh, but Oklahoma State, through eight games, has allowed two punt return yards which is fascinating to me what two punt return yards that's all they've allowed all season only seven punts out of 37 have been returned period uh but two man tom hutton two positive yards tom tom hutton listen he's his average is a shade under 40 yards uh, but he's had a lot of uh, a lot of punts that he couldn't uh, couldn't really unleash uh his uh his his full uh, arsenal on. There's not a lot of punts in the deep, ter- deep in their own territory. Yeah, exactly. Kind of thing going on. Exactly. Now, 37 punts. He's had uh, 17 down inside the 20, which is uh, which is pretty solid. Only one touchback in all of those. So that's pretty impressive, right there. Uh, but that's a big reason why Oklahoma State has only allowed two punt return yards. The reason that's interesting this week is because Jalen Rieger is ridiculously good at punt returns averaging almost 20 yards per return on 12 returns this season so going to be the biggest challenge that Hutton and the punt return uh, coverage unit or the punt punt coverage unit have faced this season so 
just a, a a fun stat for you guys to keep an eye on and, uh, and and watch out for on Saturday. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back on the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby's. We are back on the Cowboy Chronicles, presented by Zaxby's. I'm your host, Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh. Jacob, let's talk college football video games. Sort of. EA Sports. Sorry. If it's in the game, <laughs> it's in the game. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm assuming that you, like, uh, like most kids who love sports growing up, myself included, played, uh, played a fair amount of... Uh, of the old EA Sports NCAA football. Uh, I played a decent amount. Honestly, this is going to sound terrible covering a college football team. I played Madden more. Really? That, I did. That's interesting. But I did play the NCAA game. I'm not saying I didn't. Mm-hmm. I just played Madden more. Um, I don't know why. I think maybe the feel of it. I, I always liked it a little bit more. But I liked the NCAA game a lot, too. Uh, I'm excited the idea that this could come back. Yeah. Um, we could I can't see, wait. We could see guys that... We write about or see all the time play again on there, and um, that's fun. And and we got to ask players about that tonight. Some had some fun with it. Yeah. Um, Chuba said he used to create himself and all his friends to make a team out of it. Right. And go on there and play. Johnny Wilson said he created his entire high school team. What? That's what he says. Johnny had too much time on his hands. Yeah, sounds like it. Sounds uh, sounds like he did. Like he just uh, he just cranked up some. Uh, <laughs> Some some heavy metal and uh, I was plopped down I in, was a, in a beanbag chair yeah. with like a giant Mountain Dew. Yeah, I absolutely. feel like there's a Mountain Dew involved there. Oh, and, absolutely. You know he's got the heavy. Yeah, we're going yep. too far with this, but right. Uh, you know uh, Brock Barton talked about how his favorite version was the 2010 game. I don't remember who was on the cover of that one. I have not had a chance to look it up. <laughs> but right. uh, the 2010 one, he said, even when they got all the way to 2014, he was still playing 2010. Didn't care. He loved that one. I asked why, didn't really have an answer, but that's the one he liked. Yep, that's uh, perfectly acceptable. Perfectly acceptable. Um, it's a very, very interesting thing, and obviously the the video game is is the thing that that people are talking about the most. Uh, you know, when you go on Twitter or whatever. Uh, but the idea of athletes being able to be compensated for their name, image, and likeness is. Well, first of all, let's start here. Obviously, California passed a bill that would allow this to, to happen in, what, 2023, I believe, I was so, the, yeah. the timeline for, for their bill. The NCAA rule is going to go into effect in 2021. Um, I was shocked to see the NCAA move as quickly as they did on this. It was a little surprising. Like It was almost like, I don't want to say they gave in. Maybe they did. Right. Um but I'm still, I'm still cautiously optimistic they're going to get it right because there's still a chance that they come out because they haven't decided what the rules are. Um, they're, they're figuring all out how to make it uh, fit within their kind of idea of how this should be. And we don't know how that is. We don't know what that is. So I'm still a little optimistic here that, right? you know, a little cautious that they're, you know, going to make the right call on some of this. Because um, you know we all know some of the rules are silly, um, and what? so 
<laughs> the NCAA? Never, right? Making silly rules. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they can get this right. Um, I was fascinated that Chuba seemed like the only guy that kept breathing the NCAA up in this, saying there's got to be some limits on this. Right. And I thought of Chuba of all people because Chuba could be one of those guys that if they had the rule right now would have a lot of endorsements mm-hmm. uh, for himself. And so, but he's saying you got to do this the right way. So I found that interesting. Um, and and I think he's right. I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. So I'm I'm being a little hesitant on that this is going to be a, a good thing so far. And, you know, obviously there's a uh, good segment of the population that is highly against this. Uh, they have their reasons. We won't get into all of that. Um, but uh, at least three of the players that I talked to and uh, I think I only talked to four or five total. Um, at least three of them brought up the fact that there are players on this team currently who this uh, who this could be a significant benefit for to help their families because these are guys that probably wouldn't. There, there, there are guys on this team that would not be in college without the ability to play college football and get a scholarship for it. Exactly, and that's one thing Chuba kept bringing up. But we've we've yeah. documented Chuba's. You yeah. know, how he's raised and, and how he's doing a lot of what he's doing to kind of get his family to a better situation. Um, and that's what Chupa's thinking about with this. And it's what other guys are thinking about. It's what a lot of, it's what recruits are going to be thinking about. Yeah. You know, they're, they're all come from different backgrounds and stuff. So that that's the big thing here. Um, I think it's going to be beneficial in that regard if you get it right. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, universities and even uh you know just clothing manufacturers and whatever it might be have been profiting off of these guys for years and you know they put out a a, an oklahoma state jersey with number two on it and it goes and sells like crazy it doesn't have wallace on the back but everybody that goes to the store that day knows who they're in buying. In 2019, yeah. yeah, they know they're buying their they're 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 it's to them it's a Tylen Wallace jersey, and you know, Braden Johnson made the point that this will allow guys to develop their brand and profit off of their name because it is their name, and I thought that was one of the more uh, well thought out. Uh, um, uh, statements made by a player tonight. Uh, obviously, these guys these guys are for it because they they know that it opens the door for uh, for them, and they're the ones that are going to be benefiting from it. And they know that not everybody feels that way about it, but that is what it is. So, um, you know, the I I do like uh, with uh, with as fast as the NCAA reacted in voting this in. I am glad that they are setting the date out a little bit farther to make sure that they get things right yes. with how they uh, how they organize this, what the rules are, what the restrictions are. Um, the most important thing, I think, that a, a lot of people that aren't necessarily looking too closely at this, colleges aren't paying players. This is not there. There's no. There are no salaries no. for players all of a sudden because of this. That's not how this is going to work. It's just players 
benefiting from the use of their name, their image, and their likeness. And, so. and other players are going to benefit more than others. Yeah. You know, Brock Martin brought that up tonight. He, I think he was kind of considering himself in this regard. Mm-hmm. But he was like, you know, for us, he's like, for me, you know, guys, like, it's not going to be the same as a Jalen Hurts and, you know, a Chuba Hubbard and a Tylen Wallace. Yeah. He's like, you know, the video games, I'm sure we're all going to get compensated the same. But he was like, but I don't think, you know, it's going to be different for those guys than the normal players. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, you hope that it's uh, that it's not ridiculously crazy and that there are appropriate limits put on things and um, and that uh, everyone is able to uh, to share in the pie in uh, in some form so um, it'll be I, this just popped in my head randomly it'll be interesting to see like how would locker room the locker room I don't want to say culture is the wrong word but does, does that change the dynamic bit? the dynamic does some of that yeah. change it, because it now be all of a sudden you could have, and, and, and I only have this example because we're covering Oklahoma State here, but Chuba Hubbard gets some giant Nike deal. Yeah. And there's another player who thinks he should have a good deal too, but can't get something he doesn't want or doesn't right. get anything. Yeah. How does that affect things? Right. Yeah. It'll be it'll be it'll be very interesting because I mean at the at the end of the day these are still 18 to 22 year old yeah. kids, and emotionally handling. You know, going through this stuff and seeing other guys go through stuff and and benefiting more than you are and and all of those sorts of things, it's going to be really interesting. So, um, you know, it's 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 a it's a it's it's a whole new can of worms that we're going to have to be learning about and following and uh, and and figuring out over the next uh, what year and a half roughly until it becomes enacted, but. I'm very curious and uh, and like you, cautiously optimistic that the NCAA will not screw this up from the from the jump. So, and there's, there's another factor in this too, and this is obviously we're talking about football here, but some of, these, some of these basketball players, right? Yeah, you know, some of these guys who are the one and dones. I mean, I mm-hmm. think at the same time, I think that rule is going to go away pretty quick, obviously too. Yeah. But you know, like if a guy comes in, say you're a, a Kate Cunningham, yeah, the, you know, the top recruits in the country. What kind of endorsement deals is he going to get right off the bat? Yeah. In this rule. Yeah. It's all going to be fascinating to see how it's uh, how it's handled. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the whole conversation tonight was when uh, when when Robert Allen uh, addressed this with Johnny Wilson. And obviously, Johnny's a fifth year senior. He's going to be long gone before any of this is uh, is enacted. But. Uh, <laughs> Robert, I think was I think Robert was trying to find a nice way to ask this this question or present this idea that Johnny would be someone who could profit from this or benefit from this because he could appeal to a certain and then Johnny Wilson cuts him off really fast and goes crowd. <laughs> <laughs> this the Johnny Wilson who's uh, sitting there with his long mohawk and yeah. uh, uh, big goatee and uh, I was uh, thinking I'd love to see his mohawk on the game. Right? Not oh, yeah, absolutely. Somehow the helmet comes off or something, yeah. and there's this giant mohawk yeah. blowing in the game. Oh, come oh, yeah. on. We got, be fantastic. I, I wish Johnny wasn't a fifth-year senior now. Never mind. He's I'm, so good. I, we got to enact this rule now. Right. Uh, Johnny Wilson, a guy that I'm really going to miss. Always fun to talk to. All right, man. Is that uh, – we hit everything? We got uh, got the mailbag in, uh, in our next one. Don't want to forget uh, to jump in and, and participate in that. Um. 
obviously we'll uh, we'll get around to all of those questions, our predictions, all those fun things in our end of the week episode. So uh, so be sure to stick with us. This is the Cowboy Chronicles podcast brought to you by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast.